Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hi i'm Uh, steve and i'm izzy and this is everything i learned from movies movies harmony all right and i'm brandon (laughs) <laughs> Brendan, you sound even better than usual. <clears throat> I know. I've been working on my singing voice. So I'm drinking coffee and beer, and I'm only drinking the beer because I'm on your show. Just want to let you guys know the sacrifice I'm making for you. Oh, I'm oh. doing that too. Oh, having a beer at the crack of noon, you poor thing. <laughs> no, with it's coffee though. Goddamn AM. Oh. No. What is that called? Uh if only there was some co- cocktail, stout. beer and coffee. It's called a breakfast stout, Steve. <laughs> if only there was some kind of coffee and beer combination. It's uh, called a coffee stout. We're all out of ours, so uh, I guess we're... Well, That's I guess not true. We just already did it on another episode. Yeah, the Midnight Ritual. Yeah. Is this your eight, eighth recording of the day? Uh, it's only 8 a.m. here, so it's like our third. <laughs> the thing is, Sorry. I don't know if you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We record once a month. We do 27 episodes. <laughs> Just consecutively. I think Steve likes bad laughs. <laughs> he likes my laugh. Well, your laugh is amazing as well, man. My laugh is the worst. I like your laugh, laugh too, Izzy. See? Everybody you likes your laugh. You guys have terrible taste. That's it. We're putting I'm up a Twitter poll. in this room. <laughs> putting up a Twitter poll. The 5% says no stork. Izzy's laugh is like A, 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 a gentle breeze, or B, a jackhammer. It's, it's, it's a dolphin jackhammer. <laughs> if, if you could put dolphins on construction work, that's what my laugh Can is. we please fund a movie called Dolphin Hammer? Yeah! <laughs> you, you know what? I'm pretty sure it's a Dolph Lundgren movie somewhere. Oh, okay. You're right. Oh, oh shit, I see it now. It's a buddy comedy starring Dolph Lundgren and MC Hammer. Or Dolphin Hammer. Wait, MC Hammer? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Dolph Lundgren and Army Hammer. Oh shit, even better. Father and son. Together yeah, but, at last. but Army plays the dad. <laughs> what is he, a vampire? Yeah. I want to flip the script, guys. want to flip the script! <laughs> Weird. Dolph Lundgren and Wesley Snipes in White Dolphin Black Hammer. <laughs> Always been on black, motherfucker, coming this summer. <laughs> Sold, I'm going to see this movie. But wait, that's Dolph Lundgren's line. <laughs> always bit on black. He says, always bit on black, and then Wesley Sipes comes in, motherfucker. That's my line. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is all going on the episode, right? Oh, yeah. P- pretty much. Oh, Every no, this is our bit. mini episode. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> it's a mini episode. 
Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one life plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven The Old West, where the women were shy Would you mind taking hold of these, please? Charge! The Indians were restless and the villains were the heroes of the day. Kirk Douglas, Anne Margaret, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Foster Brooks, Mel Tillis, Ruth Buzzy, and Paul Lind in the villain baited PG. Yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. <laughs> We're talking about 1979's The Villain. <laughs> with special guest host, Paul End. Stop. Yeah, I'm going to stop that right now. <laughs> Wait, but we do have a special guest host. We do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Is this uh, is this Paul Lind from Beyond the Grave? Hello. I have a secret life. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're losing our Skype connection. Uh... Wait, don't go. Ah! <laughs> of course, that uh, voice you're hearing is Brendan from the What Were They Thinking podcast. Welcome, Brendan. Hello, everybody. That was not the ghost of Paul Lind. It was me playing Paul Lind. I didn't want to uh, start with a deception, so that's why I'm telling you right now it was, in fact, a performance. Oh my god, Gal Gadot makes her triumphant return to our podcast. Hey guys, are you excited for my new movie, Wonder Woman 1984? I know I am. Oh, oh, oh Miss Gadot, absolutely. Or Gadot, whatever it's, your last name is. I don't know. However it, you want to pronounce it this day. <laughs> it's Gadot, you fucking bitches. Can, can I just call you Gal? No, you may not. How about woman? Alright, that's fine. If you're going to call her Gal, it has to be Gal Pal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on, I'll go get Brendan, he's the actual guest. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, that'd be great. Thank hey you. guys, Thank it's Brendan. Hey, Brandon, welcome back. Our voices sound so similar. <laughs> <laughs> Must be part Israeli. Um, so, yeah, welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks for um, starting off this episode by burning my ears off with that trailer. <laughs> Are you saying that the magnificent comedic actings of Paul Lind is not your cup of tea? I, in fact, am. I think we just lost like a third of our viewers. <laughs> they pass away from old age alright um. yes the Paul Lind fan base is strong out there in the podcasting world they are yeah, we are true. gonna get letters well speaking of untimely demise what's what do you got to drink babe oh well we have we have from Benoit Casper Brewing a bourbon barrel aged Belgian style quad special yeah. release this big boozy beer was inspired by Jim Harrelson and aged in Do Good Distillery California bourbon barrels to develop a smooth, subtle note and softness that belies its high I- ABV. Now do it like Paul Lind. No, I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> this big boozy beer! Blessing those Belgian quads like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Boom. 12.5%. Boom. You're welcome. Hey, Brendan, are you having a beverage as well? I am, but she'll just mock me. PBR, huh? Corona? No, worse. Molson? Worse. That's a real beer, Labot Blue? It's a Budweiser, guys. Boo! Wait, can I do this? Can I do this? Hold on. I want to be legitimate, guys. 
Oh, there we go. Oh, my top! My top! (laughs) (laughs) Done. Bucket list fulfilled. (laughs) And I'm going to pop my top. Ah, no, I'm not. Oh, my top! Oh, your top! Oh, I'm topless for the rest of the show. And I just threw the bottle cap across the room. I do what I want. Threw like so much discarded hosiery. <laughs> hosiery doesn't make that noise, Steve. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know I don't wear a lot of hosiery, but Steve, I think you, I would have figured by now you'd have more experience what with about hosiery. The, what about the S&M stuff? Okay, that might make that ah. noise on the hardware. Can I actually uh, say that I'm a little bit surprised you guys aren't drinking whiskey because of this episode? Oh, <laughs> you mean the best part of this movie? Yeah, 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 I'll give you yeah. that. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, fight me on that one. I, I just said <laughs> I would give you what, that. Why do you always want to fight, fight me? All the time? Fight me! <laughs> it's like, please fight me. Oh, God, will you fight me? Somebody you getting... fight me. Steve doesn't choke hard enough. <laughs> Are you getting off on this sexually? Oh, you just answered my question. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> here, watch these car crash videos. Wait, are you, the, are you the inspiration for David Cronenberg's crash? Um, so when Crash won the Academy Award, my mom wanted to watch Crash, so we went and we were surprised it was already available for rental. <laughs> that I is... I was like 13. That is not the same movie. Oh, and we watched the whole thing because we had no idea. And then my mom was just like, I'm surprised this won an Academy Award. Where, where's the part about the racism? Yeah, we're... Oh, no, we, we weren't even sure. We just heard, like, oh, there's a movie crash everybody really likes. It won an Academy Award. And we're like, so this is what everybody likes, huh? <laughs> we're going to go watch A Boy in a Sock now. So anyway, this so, beer. Yeah, um, this beer. <laughs> it did have a uh, light khaki-colored head that dissipated incredibly quickly due to its high alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Mm, it smells like goddamn whiskey. Yeah, it's uh, definitely got the, the bourbon-y notes on it. Very malt forward, very smooth. Oh yeah, a little bit of boozy. sherry, but like in an appropriate way for a Belgian style. Mm. Yeah, this is a good fucking beer. Yeah, yeah, and it is this. It does not taste like twelve percent. This is trouble. Mm. It tastes rich, but it doesn't taste like twelve percent. Yeah. yeah, that's dangerous. How is your Budweiser? What is uh, your, it tastes your like sensory explosion with that Budweiser. It tastes like human suffering and an ashtray. <laughs> Well, enjoy your beechwood aging compared to our bourbon barrel aging. I'm also drinking <laughs> a coffee at the same time, so my mood swings are going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Is that a cough wiser? Is that what that's called? <laughs> uh, Budfee. <laughs> Budfee, yeah. Cough wiser is when you mix the Robitussin in with the Budweiser. Yeah, uh, that's what, that gives yeah. you a real kick. <laughs> Go straight to the bloodstream. It goes that slurple. It goes right to my blood. Paul, get out of yeah. here! Oh, Pauline, get the fuck out of here! God damn, Pauline! Go talk to me, gosh. Uh, right. Easily the worst part Ooh. of this film. Uh, yeah. Well, so the villain, nineteen seventy-nine, from director Hal Needham. Who's he, Steve? He is a legendary stuntman. Yes, he is. He's fucking incredible. He made millions and millions and millions of dollars with Smokey and the Bandit in 1977. Yeah, he did. Made some pretty good money doing Hooper. Mm-hmm. And then he did this movie. But he's also responsible for the fabulous, like, Cannonball Run. Yeah, Cannonball Run, uh, the Smokey and the Bandit 2, all those Smokey and the Bandit TV movies we oh, own because yeah. we got the seven-movie pack. <laughs> yeah, there are did. seven? Oh, yeah. Oh, there, yeah. there are three theatrical release and then four 
I'm assuming country music television um, versions yeah, from the 90s. I think so, yeah. And only like two and a half of them have uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh my goodness. Did you ever hear of this movie before? Because when you said the villain... And you said it had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I figured you said 1989, because I thought he did Pumping Iron and then basically uh, Hercules in New York. I did not know there was something before that. Oh no, Hercules in New York was like 69 or something. Oh, it yeah, was before this. Is this is the one right after Hercules in New York. Oh. Uh, no, this is the one after Pumping Iron. This is the one after Pumping Iron. Yeah, Pumping so- Iron came out, people were like, hey, who's the Schwarzenegger guy? We should get him in movies. And then this movie came out, and then it was like... Five years later, they were like, all right, let's give him another chance at this Conan movie. Uh, yeah, well, the Terminator was like 84 or so. Or, or maybe Con- he was three years later. Conan, Conan. was 82, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we heard of this movie. We watched a Schwarzenegger <clears throat> documentary that I do not remember the name of. <laughs> Pumping Iron. But they were like going through his filmography. We had just seen Hercules in New York and we're like, we need to know more about this man's early career because we only know about the later part. And it came up and it was like, whoa, 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 Kirk Douglas? Yeah, yeah. I think, whoa, I think, whoa, I think whoa, he'd whoa. mentioned he had worked with Kirk Douglas and we're like, wait, what? We got to find this. And then, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and we I, have actually seen this movie prior to viewing it for this here podcast. And when we say Hercules in New York, folks, we do mean Hercules. I am Hercules. I am Hercules. Yeah. Oh, come get a bagel. <laughs> Yeah, pretzies, pretzels, that's right. Pretzies, pretzels. <laughs> Do you remember how the set of, uh, I think it's supposed to be Athens or wherever they are, in, like, the heavens, is clearly Central Park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you work on a budget, you work on a budget. But back to the villain. Yes, the villain. <laughs> Again, starring Kirk Douglas and Anne Margaret, Paul mm. Lind, Foster Brooks, Mel Terrace, you heard the, the promo, it's... It actually has a decent cast. Yeah. Anne Margaret, um, am I right? Oh right? my gosh. Yes, Anne Margaret. Oh. She looks spectacular in this film, except for when she's sitting next to a like nineteen year old Arnold Schwarzenegger. Alright guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way out front. The ages of our stars. Okay. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, thirty two years old when he's doing this. He has a baby face. Baby face, absolutely. Baby face. Anne Margaret, thirty eight. Mm-hmm. She looks spectacular. She does look that spectacular. Dress so, is very so far, so good, Steve. I can't see it getting any crazier, though. Kirk Douglas, mm-hmm. uh, the villain, and dare I say, the star. does all of his stunts totally. Does his own stunts. Sixty-three years old. <laughs> no, Brendan. That's a fun fact. Fun, fun fact. We're revealing early. He did most of his own stunts. He what? Really did. Yes. Sixty-three-year-old yeah. Kirk Douglas. Yes. I can barely get on a horse a regular way. He fucking jumped on it from the ground over the back. Do you think that was a wise insurance move? It's, you know what? It's the 70s, bro. Kirk Douglas is still alive at the time of this recording. Yeah. He is 102. I think it was fine. Yeah. Apparently that shit works. <laughs> He's on borrowed time. I love how you said at the time of this recording. It could happen any time, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to hedge my bets. I wish nothing but this. I hope that Kirk Douglas lives to be like 140 and laughs at all of our deaths. <laughs> I truly Ooh, am. Putting, putting a real timer on my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, thanks. I guess I only got 37 or so years left. Thanks, babe. Make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the movie starts out. 
Nice uh, leisurely horse ride through, I don't know, the canyon lands of southern Utah. Oh. For 20 minutes. Yes, yeah, these opening credits minutes. are conservatively 75% of the movie. <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like Paul Lind is like an extra, is at least 15%. Uh, Does that only give us like 10% Kirk Douglas? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll go, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That song, uh, I'm pretty sure that song just, like, loops at one point, because I'm just like, oh, yeah. how is this still going? <laughs> how much longer are we still to go? All right, from the top. One, two, three, four. So who does the music for this fabulous film? <laughs> the man who does the music for this film is Mel Tillis. Uh, you may know him as also doing a lot of the music from Smokey and the Bandit 1 and 2. He's also going to pop up later in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, uh... He rides a horse named Whiskey. Uh, mm-hmm. our, our star, Cactus Jack Slade, played by Kirk Douglas. Yeah. And not Wrestling Fans by Mick Foley. <clears throat> what? That was for the wrestling fans. Don't worry about it. Just move on. We don't have wrestling fans. You me. have wrestling fans! <laughs> <laughs> and he's on the show with us, so... <laughs> also, the credits reminded me, the font reminded me of Five Goes West. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's supposed to. Oh. Should we mention what this is? The really this whole movie is based on. What's this movie based on, babe? This movie is based on the uh, the Looney Tunes. Basically, yeah. oh, it's it's a live action Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. It is, yeah. And in fact, they hint at it later. But I think that's part of your fun. <laughs> hit <one>. my ass! <laughs> there is not hints. There, this movie. If anything else, guys, this movie is subtle and no. nuanced. No. And oh wait, we're talking about the villain. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing subtle about this being a There cartoon. are a few subtle things. Such as the uh, opening scene where uh, Jack Slade's looking to time a jump onto a moving train to rob yeah. it. Uh, miscalculates and lands face first onto the tracks. <laughs> so he is saying, uninjured. So you're saying Kirk, Kirk Douglas did that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk Douglas totally did that stunt. That was all him. <laughs> No, we said he did most of his own stunts. I want him to do the dangerous ones. <laughs> the most dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Cactus Jack uh, missed, his, uh, missed his train. So now he's trotting along into the, the city of Snake's End. And he uh, goes to the bank. Mm-hmm. And he has a long, he has a couple of long discussions with his horse, Whiskey, who yes. is the best part of this movie. Whiskey is the best. Whiskey is a fabulously trained horse. Do you think Whiskey went to Juilliard? Whiskey may have. <laughs> Juilliard for horses? Well, you know, the back pasture of Juilliard yeah. there in New York. Their threat, yeah. though, is like, you better do well here because the glue factory is out back. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be holding together a broken chair if you don't know, <laughs> know what's good for you. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Poor Whiskey. Such a good stunt horse. He is great. He is... Okay. Uh, I mean, I know you'll get into this, Steve, because we haven't even begun, really, the movie... But really. the chemistry, this movie is really a love story between Kirk Douglas and his horse. Absolutely. It really is. I want to know more about the adventures of Whiskey and uh, Slade. They had way more chemistry than Anne-Margaret and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, but yeah, but basically, uh, Cactus Jack uh, holds up the bank but gets caught because he, I don't know, is reading how to use dynamite to blow up a bank safe from a comic book or something? No, he has the the guide to um, it's it's like a guide to like, like outlaws of the outlaws old west of the or old something. west. Yeah. So it's like how to be a Billy the Kid and all that. <laughs> yeah. So instead of uh, blowing up the safe, he blows up the entire back wall of the <laughs> bank. 
And uh, that makes it pretty easy for them to capture him and throw him in a holding cell. Yep. Oh, and uh, he does make it out to Whiskey, and Whiskey basically gets him caught and then laughs at him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He tried doing the like escape by like jumping through the window, and there was the bars on <laughs> yep. it. And uh, you can tell that's really Kirk Douglas in there oh, jumping yeah. through the going well, through the sugar glass or whatever, still. but still head first into the bars and everything. Yeah. The two of them are basically Bing Crosby and Bob Hope doing like a road movie together. Oh, Wh- Whiskey and Slade. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So then we we're introduced to. Uh, Handsome Stranger, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have Handsome Stranger. Which... <laughs> Steve, do they ever address what his uh, his accent that doesn't really fit in? No. No, no not really. They, they do, do c- mention that he was named after his father. Yeah. <laughs> what was he like? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they, they barely... They uh, very quickly have someone be like, you talk funny, and that's it. Oh, and who who tells him to talk funny? The, uh, the uh, oh my god, the Telegraph. Is it guy. Foster Brooks? No, that's no. Uh, Mel Tillis. Oh, who's Foster so Brooks in this guy. movie? Foster Brooks is the uh, bank owner. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, the Telegraph guy who's stuttering has a stuttering problem says, "You, you t- 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 talk f- f- funny." Ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has the stuttering thing combined with the dude from fucking Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, handsome stranger uh, helps an old lady cross the street. I'm not gonna lie, the stunt work with all the uh, carriages and horses and stuff going by as they're walking the old lady across the street, I was impressed with it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they did was a that... good job on that one. Now, was that not Ruth Buzzy? That is Ruth Buzzy. Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, I've helped you across the street. Have a nice day. I don't even want to go across the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arnold that'll, Schwarzenegger that'll... in this movie <laughs> looks like he's on another plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> he, so, uh, I, well, no, I'll say that. I think it's in your fun facts. His outfit? No, go for it. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's outfit is an exact, exact replica of the Lone Ranger's outfit. Oh my! You're just used to wow. seeing the Lone Ranger in black and white. Yeah. Wow. I Wait. Did not know that. So he's a Time Lord, and that's actually uh, Army Hammer's outfit from the Lone Ranger Disney remake. No. Oh, no, okay. that's a different one. No, from the old time, uh, the old, the old uh, Lone Ranger show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the radio show. Right? Yeah. Oh, right. he should have yeah, yeah. the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. He should have had the Lone Ranger mask on. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it was tested. I think I think I think he had it on when he went to sleep. He had like a little sleep mask, <laughs> a kind of sleep thing. mask that doesn't go over his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I got to save it around the eyelids. <laughs> Hercules, pressure on your orbital sockets. I am I am handsome stranger. I am handsome stranger. Why do they Why do they give poor early Arnold Schwarzenegger giving him so many characters whose names start with H? <laughs> He doesn't know the language that well, guys. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Luckily, he's mastered it 40 years later. So yeah, he's, he is. A, he's basically an English lit major. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he stars in Hamlet. All right. uh, yes, please. <laughs> 
Uh, we're also introduced to Charming Jones, played by oh, Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Daughter and Parody Jones. Oh, and a great cameo. Uh, yeah, as her father, um, uh, Strether Martin. I love so that this guy. Is one of, this is one of the the subtle odes to the Looney Tunes. <laughs> so it's uh, Tex Avery and oh, Avery Simpson. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's named after Tex Avery, and then oh, Chuck Jones. Or so Tex Avery and Chuck Jones are the two geniuses, oh. like behind all the like yeah. Warner Brothers cartoons. Avery Jones. Avery Jones and Avery Simpson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought what you said. I don't know why, but I thought my my, my I have a dark mind sometimes. And when you said uh, this is the subtle reference to the Looney Tunes, I thought you were just going to say when Anne Margaret like has group sex on the train. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've all seen that one where Bugs dresses in drag and goes on the train and comes out smoking a cigarette. You've seen that one. (laughs) Just finally, finally did it with Elmer Fudd. They've been kissing and now it's happened. (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't that what hunting's really about? (laughs) Getting some? Going poon hunting. What'd you catch? Uh, uh, nothing. It was, it was, uh, raining. Crabs. What'd you catch? Gonorrhea. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Jones is basically, uh, she's set to go to the bank, a large yeah, amount of she's money. She's taking a large amount of money or, to wait. pay her father's portion of a mine that the bank owner is uh, also like in with. If she they don't bring the money by a certain day, the bank owner's going to own the mine. Oh, that's right. He's like taking a loan out on his half of the... Yeah, so he's got to pay it back. Yeah, so yeah. she has a large sum of money. In her bag, and she needs to get it to the city they're trying to get to, so that she can pay her daddy's portion of the mine, so the bank owner doesn't own it. The bank yeah. owner doesn't want him to pay the portion of the mine because the bank owner wants the mine for himself. Yeah, um, guys, I just thought of something. Yeah, those guys ran a train on her. Ah, <laughs> yeah, she's completely irresistible in this movie. She I, is. In 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 reality, too. Yeah. Yeah. Except there is one person strong enough to resist her temptations, though. We'll find out Charmin's charms. Uh, but her dad also uh, telegraphs a uh, handsome stranger to basically go along with her, make sure she's safe and Protect transporting you. the money. Um, but the bank owner has other plans. Da, da, da. <clears throat> and he goes to see Cactus Jack in his holding cell and be like, yep. hey, I'll give you $1,000 if you uh, go steal this money and blah, blah, blah. Either that or you can hang the next morning. Yep. And uh, so everybody's like, okay, cool. I'll do it. All right. I'll give you $500 when you do it. Like, wait, I thought you said 1000 I, I thought I also said a hanging. Yeah. Immediate double cross. <laughs> right. Well, you know, these are all honorable men. The, quick, honor the quickest turn ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, literally steps out of the jail cell. Oh, yeah, here's your money that I totally said I would give you oh, more no, he of. He gave him 20 bucks to start. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, back then twenty bucks was a lot of money. Oh yeah, no, twenty bucks in old west money, money. Yeah. That's a gold piece. You could yeah. film a fucking Transformers sequel with that today. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes off to rob uh, Charming Jones, uh, but first they, he swings by Bandit's Hangout. Yeah. <laughs> and fun fact, super fun fact, it's fun fun fact. <laughs> uh, because he directed Smokey and the Bandit, there's <gasps> like. 
we'll, we'll say hints, but pretty obvious fucking references to that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Bandit's Hangout and uh, one coming up later where you basically see Burt Reynolds plastered on the side of a cat house. Do you think they tried yeah. to get a Burt Reynolds to do a cameo? Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. He was asked. Certain. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. I'm sure he was just busy filming, like, Smokey and the Bandit, too. I also wonder, <laughs> I also wonder if, like, Michael Douglas was originally going to be in this movie. Just because he seemed to be, like, a better age for that character. I'm not saying anything against Kirk Douglas. Like, he's obviously in great shape, and he does his own stunts, which is insane. But I, I was, like, I thought that a couple times. I was like, I wonder if Michael Douglas was supposed to be in this. Yeah, maybe, yeah, it would have been one in his, like, early 30s or something. And... Yeah, he would have been really young. Yeah, maybe even younger than Arnold. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But but see, maybe he would have been too young, because he would have been a lot younger than, like, at Margaret in that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, he's like, what, 95 right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kirk yeah. Douglas had him when he was seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that might actually check out. <laughs> he's been very active over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Times were tough in the Depression. <laughs> the Depression. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Great Depression. <laughs> so bandits hang out, uh, Cactus Jack starts taking shots of whiskey through his eyeball, as any yeah. real man should. Uh, so that's a thing? Starts... Okay, I was confused no, by that. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> oh, okay. No, no he's God, just being ridiculous. Not. If you thought Tide, well, tide things were... The Tide uh, Pod Challenge? That's it, Tide Pods. Ugh. Those are delicious. <laughs> that explains a lot. Canadians. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Setting we have a whole restaurant dedicated to them. Yeah, Canadians set a bad example. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Should we talk it's about a, who's uh, running your it's, country? It's, it starts from the top. <laughs> It's a trickle down effect. Trickle down, okay. Uh, there, President Reagan. <laughs> Bre- Brendan, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Would you mind holding on to these for me? Sure. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a uh, Anne Margaret's breast. Don't worry. Oh about yes, it. I will gladly hold on to those for you. <laughs> Even now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, she be seventy eight, seventy eight. You told me okay. you'd turn it down. Oh no, not at all. I would, <laughs> I would be in. <laughs> like so deep, like Flint. <laughs> uh, but yes, handsome stranger meets up with charming, and they start off, and we get a little backstory on handsome stranger. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, how how he met Perry uh, Jones, and how that happened, babe. Uh, so. There were these horses, they were running through Denver, they were running, and they were running, and they were running, and so I thought, oh, they must be runaways, so I start running, and I start running, and I start running, and they're going so much faster, and they're running, and they're running, and they're running, and then I'm following them, and I'm running, and I'm running, and I'm running, and I finally, I'm running, and my horse is getting tired, but I have to save the people of Denver from these runaway horses, so we're running, and we're running, and we're running, and I run, and I catch up to them, and I slow them down, and then these men just start beating me up. You know what's funny? Uh, his actual recounting of that story was even more stream of consciousness than that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Arnie, Arnie, come back. Come back. Come back, focus. Yeah. No, everybody out there listening, you feel like that took like 17 minutes? That was a sh- abbreviated version of the story. I would have... I would have loved if there was no accompanying video and it was just him, a shot of him yeah. telling that story. <laughs> so this is my theory. I think they probably shot all those scenes. Yeah. Um, I think Neil had him, had him lined them all up and then said, Arnie, you have to fill this much space. Yeah. That's what I legitimately think happened. Oh, I believe you 100%. 
Yeah, that 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 story is basically a microcosm of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> basically, handsome stranger and charming Jones are trying to get to Denver, but Cactus Jack is trying to get to him. Hijinks ensue as he goes wily coyote on their asses, and uh, basically, short of pulling out a rocket, uh, <laughs> goes after him. Painting uh, tunnels on the side of the road, oh, rolling yeah. boulders at them, jumping from high cliffs, and roll credits. <laughs> Did we just get through the movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Yeah. Well, so my anyway, podcast, you can find me at WWTT Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so anyway, uh, that's how Handsome Stranger met her father. Dirty Jones saved him. It turns out the, the horses that were running, runaways, were the fire department. The fire department was beating him up, and Parody got them all off of him. Uh, they were going to put the fire out on the whorehouse. That's right. And Arnold and had a picture of... <laughs> picture of the bandit, Burt Reynolds, on the side of it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Now where that. am I going to work? It's the only cat house in town. He's <laughs> like, what do you what do, do, you do for work? Living? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that all right. So then we go back to present day. <laughs> yeah, that and was we see, that was thirty seven years ago. Now we go back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the way, Anne Margaret is as bored with that story as we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, that's nice. That's great. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that's the point in the script where she realized what movie she was in. <laughs> yep. We, we she, don't want to do a second take of this. No. All right. She was like, oh, how neat him. I really like smoking the bandit. Wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Ooh, this guy's got muscles. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right, so, he resists me in the script? Uh-uh. <laughs> so so Cactus Jack is in his, uh, I guess, hotel room or whatever. He's been drinking. He's got like eight bottles of whiskey on the ground. Oh, yeah. And basically the bank owner comes back like, hey, they just met up. You get better go get him if you want to get paid. But then he realizes, oh, there's a dress hanging on my uh. door. That means there must be a lady here in this bed with me. <laughs> Steve's favorite scene. Oh and my then it's God. revealed there's a pig in there. That I'm assuming he has sex with after. Uh, I, well, and before, and <laughs> yeah. possibly during that scene, for all I know. No. Because uh, he cl- cause when he sees the pig, he's not like, oh my God, what did I do? He's like, yeah! yeah. Well, his eyes get really wide, like, oh, what's this? But it's more of a ooh jackpot. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a choice. Let's just say it was an acting choice. I got time for one more before I go. Yes, folks. In this comedy, Kirk Douglas has sex with a pig. (laughs) Yeah, and it's around this time I've written down a note that, you know, it's not just Randy Newman who does music where saying what's happening on the screen for you. Charming. Well, yeah, this is the one where it's like handsome stranger and charming are riding down the road. They met at the train station. He told her a story about riding faster and faster and faster and faster. We're running out out for that pothole. We're running out of footage. (laughs) But damn, we got helicopter shots like nobody's business. He was waiting at the station when the train pulled in. He was there to meet a lady as a favor for a friend. The stranger was a proud man who paid the debt CEO. And it was his time to pay the debt he owed from long ago. Handsome stranger, where do you come from? 
No one seems to know your business here With your still blue eyes and pearl-handled guns There ain't an outlaw anywhere you... Okay, so I got these, like, long, beautiful crawling scenes going through the desert. Fill this time slot. I need a song that's eight minutes long. <laughs> do you think they just... Do you think they just filmed everything with no dialogue and then just ADR'd the script in later? <laughs> I... I don't think that necessarily, but I do think they filmed all the stunt scenes and then we're like, okay, how are we going to fit this into the movie? Because <laughs> that's how neat I'm saying. He's a stunt guy. Yeah. That's what he's yeah. focused. That's his focus. Yeah. That's his yeah. oeuvre. Yeah. And the stunts in this movie, I like them. They're yeah. not bad at all. <laughs> there's one that's really bad, but I, we'll get to it. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple that are like, all right, well. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we find out that uh, Cactus Jack's plan is once he, you know, steals the money and kills Handsome Stranger, uh, he plans on ravaging that woman. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame him, but, you know. You'd ravage Anne Margaret. Oh, I mean, with her <laughs> consent, of course. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound like he's going to wait for a yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's assuming it's already a yes. Come on. Don't you remember? This is the old, this is the old west where the villains are here. No, Pauline! <laughs> where's where's the priest? Gotta Wait, get these ghosts out of here. Borshti, lock him in that closet. Hold on, Mister Brandon. Okay, we got him. We got him. Right. He's in there. He's back in the closet, guys. Hey. Yeah. But uh, but he's explaining his plan to Whiskey because apparently Whiskey doesn't know the plan, and while doing it, fires his gun six times to demonstrate his point. Yep. So he's out. Of and his plan is to jump in front of the. Wagon, and he's gonna then shoot the gun, which will scare the horses, it'll make, yeah. which will make them stop, and then he can beat up the handsome stranger and run off with the girl and all the money. Yep, but it doesn't work because he's out of bullets. Oh no! He shot his load a little early <laughs> in <laughs> so, Wiley Coyote style. Yeah, and then he damn near pulled out a sign that said "Yelp" and got ran over. <laughs> well, and this is the start of the four like. I'm not even joking. I think it's literally about 45 minutes of just, like, coyote gags. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm okay with it. But, but I mean, am I right? I'm not trying to even be, exaggerate. I think it's, like, no. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, yeah, yeah. it's okay. the entire second act of the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And like, you can click on this one. He's, like, hold on to the bottom of the wagon, and then his pants get caught, and it turns his suspenders basically into a slingshot and <laughs> fires him across the ground. By and... the way, I love um, I love Whiskey's laugh. It's the like horn like But they have Whiskey laugh like they have him doing uh, it's called Fleming where they like throw their lip up and bare all their teeth. Yeah, yeah. And they also they have, have like... the uh, the birdie sounds whenever someone gets knocked out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of like the <laughs> like like very cartoony sound effects because yeah. they're subtle. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, but like so in between here, there's a series of Wiley Coyote gags. Whiskey the horse is doing some amazing stunts. Like they have him like grab his saddle blanket and flip it around like a uh, he's doing a surrender flag. He sits on command like a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah. like he's doing amazing. He's doing really <laughs> cool stuff. And Kirk Douglas every time he gets on him, standing flat footed on the ground. Jumps up over Whiskey's tail to get into the saddle, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, and this is in between doing stuff like rappelling down the side of a cliff while giving exposition. Yeah. Or <laughs> or uh, even when he's a uh, Reverend Slade. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
playing playing with his organ on the side of the road and then <laughs> getting their attention. So uh, in between these coyote gags, apparently the bank owner has sent the local Indians to keep an eye on ca- on Cactus Jack Slade. Oh, can yeah. I just say something about the reverend scene, though, real quick? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest plot conveniences I think I've ever seen is that Arnold's six-shooter is a seven-shooter. Just for this, just for this scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, play, it does not play in anywhere else. No. Yeah, it's especially made. And it's literally to the point where she's like, oh, it shoots seven bullets instead of six? Yeah, it was specially made. And she's like, why is that? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. No one's ever asked me that I mean, before. I mean, it's a joke that goes nowhere. <laughs> they could have played it up more. They could have, but... But that's, that's the thing so where... Stupid. That, yeah, because all it does is it, it lets Reverend Slade empty out six bullets, think he's emptied the gun, and then it shoots one more, and, you know, his hor- horse gets scared, and he tr- goes off into the distance. Whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, by the they... way, in some scenes, Whiskey looks legitimately distressed. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, fun fact! Super fun I, fact! I think there were eight fact. different horses that were there used There were eight horses yeah. named Whiskey, or oh. eight horses that played Whiskey, although it was all credited to Ott, O-T-T. And six of them died. No, actually. Okay. This, uh... Well, spoiler alert, they're all dead now, but go on. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Todd. They don't have that Kirk Douglas blood in them. <laughs> no tiger's blood. <laughs> Kirk Douglas and Charlie Sheen go to live forever! Yeah, no, actually, in the 60s was uh, with, this is during the time, it was like the 40s and the 50s when they were really cruel to horses, like stunt horses. By the uh, 50s and 60s, they realized that the stunt horses were just as important of actors for, especially like a Western, as any of the other actors. So they legitimately like took really good care of them. And they had different horses would do different stunts. You had falling horses, horses that enjoyed doing falling stunts and were trained to do it. You had rearing horses. You you had ones who did what's called trichonometry. Uh, but like we're trained to do like sit like a dog and flip a blanket around and things like that. So these horses were actually probably taken very good care of. You have horses who to this day they, they call them parade horses where you can shoot a gun off next to their head and they're like they, they're not spooked by it. Well the the thing the thing that sticks out for me is the um I mean again going way ahead of the game here but there's a there's an explosion at one point and the horse that reacts to it looks terrified. <laughs> As it should there was an explosion. <laughs> I don't know. That that just that seemed to be like a legitimate like yeah yeah just blow that house up next to that horse it's fine. Yeah yeah. What's going on? But yeah, uh, but anyway, it, go back to yeah. your to your Native American uh, section. Yeah, so we get introduced to the uh, the the local Native Americans. <sighs> Who's plays the Steve being a, a quarter Native American, an eighth? Yeah, played Tell by us about your Paul people. Lind as Chief Nervous L. Wait, but Paul Lind is a Native American, right? All right. So after the. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, how do you feel about your people being represented in this way? Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. It was but, un- uh, it was uncomfortable. It was weirdly yeah. very weird. Yeah. The bald white guy I feel like was more respective of the culture than Paul in. Oh yeah. my and, god. And it's one of those things like, all right, even if he was funny, it might be okay, maybe. Still bad, still That's horrible. Thing, if you're but... gonna be offensive, you have to be funny. Yeah, look at Blake and Saddles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, at least there were jokes in this. In this one, it's just like, 
oh, you're going to give us scalps? And he gets excited over getting scalps as a prize? No, no, like, he's not excited about the scalps. He doesn't want the scalps. Oh, I thought he was like, scalps? I want no, scalps. No, he was like, ew, scalps are gross. Oh. Still bad. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so they're, they're watching Cactus Jack, and uh, Nervous Elk decides that Whiskey is the smartest person there, and that's who he's going to breed his horse to. So they want to double-cross the bank manager now so that they can take uh, Whiskey. Yeah. So that's their thing. And so, yeah, eventually there's a thing where Cactus Jack meets up with the Native Americans and is like, help me catch the white men and I'll give you money. And they're like, your money doesn't mean anything to us. Well, I'll give you scalps. Okay, we don't want scalps. They're gross. Well, I'm going <laughs> to give Handsome, Stra- tra- handsome Stranger my horse in exchange for their horses. And that's when he was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we, maybe we'll just kill him. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, all right, you can share Anne-Margaret with me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and then there's a whole thing about white women always kill themselves. Oh my god! That part, I was like, this is a this is a lighthearted comedy. Yeah, rated PG. <laughs> yeah, this is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, the the, the Nanbergs basically say, yeah, we don't know. Um, we never really get to see what the white women do, and we capture them because they usually kill themselves first. Except for one of them who castrated me. Yeah. 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 And and then he his ending line of that scene, piss on the white man. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say the part like uh, <laughs> what like the elk who sat on a cactus. I've been stuck before. I just wrote random Jack Nicholson impression because he says something. He, he as they're turning around at one point, he does like a Jack Nicholson. He says something like I don't remember the line, but it's he's clearly trying to do a Nicholson impression. It's probably the piss on the white man thing. Maybe. I I, I I just remember it was a line that had nothing to do with anything, and I was like, oh, he just wants to do his Nicholson. <laughs> it's his dialogue, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, uh, back at camp, Handsome Stranger and Anna Margaret, or sorry, Charming Jones are uh, <laughs> going to try to know each other a little bit, get set up for the ride the next day. And Margaret wants a piece of that Schwarzenegger. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, and at this time, we find out Handsome Stranger is a virgin. Mm-hmm. And super dumb. Super dumb. What would you do with a woman? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go get some wood. Yeah, you want you to hear are. some knock-knock jokes? Yeah, yeah, the fucking knock-knock jokes. Like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, have you ever told knock-knock jokes to avoid getting a woman in bed? <laughs> to avoid getting a woman? Say, no. Knock-knock, who's there? Steve's penis. I, Steve's penis, I, who? I'm more of a your mama joke. <laughs> Brendan, have you ever told knock-knock jokes to avoid sleeping with a woman? That No, because that is uh, approximately 58% of my foreplay. <laughs> ah, or a or man. I'll, I'll throw a man in there for that's, both of you. I'm not here to judge. That's, oh, that's how he six, gets all of Mariah's cock. Yeah, 63% of my foreplay if it's a man. Ah, excellent. <laughs> Steve, what percentage of your foreplay is knock-knock jokes with men? Uh, 30s, 30 to 40% somewhere in there. Oh, I mean, you've met Scott. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I have pictures of him proposing to you. Or no, you proposing to him. <laughs> I am learning a lot on this episode. <laughs> fun facts! Fun facts! Steve has a wife oh, and also... also a husband! <laughs> 
uh, we mentioned the uh, the Looney Tunes contraptions and ideas and stuff to stop Handsome Stranger in this one. <laughs> Two I really want to point out is the one where uh, basically they set up so like a boulder will crush him, <laughs> but then it misses them, and Cactus Jack goes to find out, ah, why didn't that work? And then the boulder starts chasing him. And it's very Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I've written down, Spielberg, you hack. <laughs> he ripped it off the stranger. <laughs> the, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the one where uh, there's a road leading into a cliff wall for some reason. It's obviously yeah. a well-paved kind of dirt road. Mm. Uh, so he, he paints a tunnel, a little you know, black paint, very yeah. wily coyote. And, um, you know, instead of running into the cliff, they go right through the tunnel that it was apparently made. Which, yeah. that joke would have been a little better if it wasn't telegraphed so much, because when they cut to the wide shot, you can clearly tell, like, it's yeah, not it's the an painting anymore. Tunnel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's not that, not the, you know, CGI wasn't a big thing back then. I no, but I, I, I just thought, like, <laughs> it could have been pulled off a little better. Like, I, I knew, as soon as he started painting the tunnel, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this cartoon before. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, see. I do like... Hold on. I do like the gag where they're hiding behind the cactus. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> where Cactus Jack and Whiskey are both hiding behind the one cactus and they come out on either <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, and then they great. both come out the same side. The horse just like walks over behind it and it makes absolutely no sense. That's pretty great. It's perfect. You know what? If they had done more of that stuff, this would be even more fun. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. All of the scenes with Kirk Douglas are really fun. I like some of them. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My favorite yes, um, is Paul Lind as the Native American. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> why why are you making you? fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> I made a career out of this. Uh, Let's go string some beads. Watch me on Hollywood Square. That's what he says uh, at one point. Uh, yeah, beads. I lead a secret life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, Mr. Lynn, is that you or Brendan? I can't. I have dead bodies in my closet. <laughs> All right, so so we're just just give it a little bit to where uh, the uh, Indians and uh, Cactus Jack are gonna attack Handsome Stranger and Charming Jones at dawn. Mm. Basically, they fire off the guns to charge, and I don't know. Half of the Indians go the wrong direction. Half the Indians go chasing <laughs> after him. Paul Lynn falls off his horse. I. Don't think we see him again. I don't remember. Oh no, no, yeah, he gets back on the horse because he's there when they uh, they're chasing him and they're chasing him. And, and we're running and we're running and we're going faster. We're oh, going go Schneller, Max Schneller! It's like, <laughs> is he yelling in German to those horses? Oh, yes, was that him or was that uh, that was Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Schwarzenegger. Yeah, see, I, that part is, I was like, what? He's heavily dubbed in this, and so when you do hear his real voice, it sounds like someone else's voice. Wait, that wasn't yeah. that's. Wait, hold on, that's not his voice. A no, lot I, of this is redubbed, right? We no, it's it's all. It's, is it all him? I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I, think okay. it's his, I don't think this is a Hercules in New York situation. Yeah, yeah. Some of it may be like ADR because it's like over puff noises and background yeah. stuff. But okay. yeah, it's it's all Arnie. But like, I wonder when he's uh, yelling in like German or whatever. I wonder if that was just like, yeah, I can't do this in your in English. <laughs> <laughs> fasa, fasa, move, move quickly, quickly. <laughs> But yeah, all right, Arnold, just use your native tongue. Who fuck? Who the fuck cares? We're almost done shooting this movie. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let's wrap this up. We got like ten minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but luckily they cross the uh, the line, leaving Indian County, and so the Indians can't cross that line. 
And so they're free. Oh, and ironically, wow, I forgot his name, even though we've only said his name 20 times. Paul Lind says, when Kirk Douglas is trying to drink, like, the fire water or whatever, and he's like, he, like, chokes on it, or he's trying to smoke from the peace pipe, um, Paul Lind says, he's gonna set us back 50 years. Says the white dude playing a Native American. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna set the native. He's gonna set the Native Americans back fifty years. Yeah, I was like, we don't have time to worry about that. Pot kettle black. <laughs> yeah, see, it's like no, no. See, we've acknowledged how ridiculous this fucking movie in general is, so it's okay now. Yeah, now that we've said <laughs> that it's racist, it's not racist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then we get to, uh, another scene after that one fails. Cactus Jack's basically like, all right, uh, don't, don't worry about it, guys. I'll take care of this on my own. You guys kind of suck anyway. And he has a barrel of glue that he uh, puts on a little uh, railroad tracks crossing. Yeah. I was uh, worried because I didn't see whiskey right away. So I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did he carry that? Where, where did I go? Yeah. Where like, did oh, he no, get did they stop by the glue factory like he threatened? <laughs> no. Not whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> If whiskey's out, we're done with this movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, the glue on the tracks doesn't hold uh, Handsome Stranger's wagon from crossing. <gasps> and so he goes to test out the glue, find out what was wrong. Oh no, he's stuck and there's a train coming. Oh no! And Cactus Jack becomes a hood ornament. That That's, ah. the, that's the one stun I wasn't like a huge fan of. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, it basically looked like they just strapped him up there like he was a like one of those blood bags from Mad Max or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was you know, like it almost looked like rear projection. Like it almost looked like it, he no. wasn't even on it. I don't know, it just looked so weird. Like it just looked not there. Yeah, it was weird, but it was yeah because like he was like strapped down like in 12 different spots that you can see. Yeah. <laughs> also, they 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 sped it up. Yeah. So it made yeah, it feel yeah. like more digitized even though it's all film. That's true. All right. Guys, we're coming to the final scene. We made, oh, it. We my made god. it. We made it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. Oh my god. So we get to the final destination of Handsome Stranger and the yeah. Jones. But Cactus Jack somehow got there first, probably because he took the train. <laughs> and there's a lot of blasting powder. And so he takes half of it over into the house from the barn and basically rigs it up. So as soon as they get there, he's just going to set that bitch on fire and blow up the whole house with them inside. But yeah. what he doesn't know is when he's walking back into the back end of the uh, the shack, it, the blessing powder's leaking behind him. Yeah. So he, like, did the trail, and then it also leaked around the back. And he doesn't realize that it's, like, trailed behind him as he sneaks into the back. So he's watching the front path that he he created. He's like, ha we're going to get him now. And then uh, Anne Margaret and Arnie go into the house. Arnie lights candle and goes, is it safe to have all this blasting powder in the house? And our murder's like, I really don't care. I really don't care at this point. Let's just wrap this movie <laughs> that, up, shall that's, we? That's a shot of her they caught between shots. Yeah, like, <laughs> so uh, we're ready to start filming. <laughs> that's her, yeah, that's her reacting to the filming of the movie. I, I don't care. Can, can you put some enthusiasm in this? I, I, yes. I don't care. We're so done. Arnie, in a house full of blasting powder, just throws the match, which lights the second trail of blasting powder that goes around. Whiskey catches it out the, the back window and it's trying to let Cactus Jack know Cactus Jack isn't going to listen to Whiskey. Whiskey's been nothing but trouble up until now. So Whiskey straight up donkey kicks him out the side of the door <laughs> yeah. or at the side wall. 
And they both run out and they blow up the whole house. And yeah, this is the scene. Brandon, yeah, you're right. The, that horse was definitely like not totally prepared for what was happening. No, it yeah. definitely looked <laughs> startled. Fair, I don't think anyone was prepared for it to blow up like that. No. It's just like, like the way, yeah, the way the horse moved, I was like, oh, that horse was unnerved by that. <laughs> As he should be. Smart horse. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so... So Whiskey saves Cactus Jack, and of course, mm-hmm. Charming and Handsome Stranger come out and see what the big explosion was out in their barn or whatever. Yeah. And that's when Cactus Jack is like, all right, stick him up. Nobody outsmarts Cactus Jack Slade. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Charming Jones, hard up for some of that D, You know, you're up. right. Nobody outsmarts Cactus. Aww. And Kirk Douglas just trampolining from building to building and just all over the fucking place. Which, I think that's an underreaction to having been kissed by Anne Margaret. Right? So this is the thing. I'm not mad at this scene at all. (laughs) It's Uh, like the actual Mary Mary Melody's music playing and stuff while this is happening. (laughs) This scene is so over the top, but it's like... I feel like a lot of the scenes in this movie didn't get pushed hard enough. This one, they pushed it all the way to the edge, and I'm fine with it. I have no problems with it. It's completely (laughs) ridiculous, as it should be. This movie should be even more ridiculous. As an ending, though, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Because he's going to go off and get... And Margaret's going to finally get her D. She's going to go with the the villain, who back in old West times are the heroes. (laughs) Paul Lynn, I swear to fuck. (laughs) I'm never gonna let so, it go, Steve. So yeah, that's I'm actually say it in bed. That's actually a question I have. That's basically on <laughs> the credits roll. Steve, oh, harder, harder! Oh goddamn it! Choke me, Steve! Choke yes, me. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a condom. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Steve, next time you're having sex, just think about Paul Lind in Stop this movie. It. Get that right. image in your head. <laughs> All right, so the movie's over. Thank God. Oh, wait. No, we got to watch it again in the end credits. <laughs> right? We, we should have watched the entire movie this way, wrapped up in three minutes of highlight reel. <laughs> well, we would have oh. missed the intricate plot, though. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Paul Dan's voice. Ah. Ah. So I, I wrote the script. So so in the sequel, do Cactus Jack and Charming Jones get together? You know what the sequel is? Uh, yeah, they're married, and it's going to be the adventures of their kid. <gasps> you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Jonah Hex situation where he finds out oh, that Charming God. is actually his daughter. <gasps> you know, I think about that every now and then, and I'm still blown away by that little right. fact nugget you told us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was her mom's like? If anybody doesn't know, there is a moment in Jonah Hex where Josh Brolin, they allude to the fact that Josh Brolin may have been fucking his daughter this whole time. Yeah. Played by (laughs) Megan Fox. Not really the reaction in other movies, but... uh... Okay, so so here you go. You find out the prostitute you've been visiting for the last couple of years is your daughter. Are you more upset you fucked your daughter or more upset that your daughter is a prostitute? Fuck the daughter. And she's also ten years old, apparently. (laughs) I think I'd be more upset about fucking my daughter. Okay. Not that your daughter turned out to be a prostitute. I mean, that wouldn't be a great thing either, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to be one of her clients. But 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 from a personal perspective, I mean, that really that really affects me. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. 
And when we come back, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and God damn it, what we learn from the villain. <laughs> Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then every other other week we ate your cues with our mailbag or you know talk about whatever no big whoop no no big whoop at all that's what were they thinking you can catch us on podbean youtube itunes google play stitcher and more also a ton of platforms that brendan made up newport beach the pool house captain oats chino ew i'm michelle i'm liz and i'm ingrid and we're let's Let's talk Talk oc we're the ladies that brought you tree hill talk and now we are on the west coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama the oc join us every monday as we watch and review each episode we hope you can join us (laughs) i think mr pickles is typing his memoirs in the background again i hear that Dearest family, when I was a young kitten, I lived with... Wait, why am I making a sound like that? I don't know. <laughs> Pickles I... Tea Cat. Nah, it's Nic- Nicholas... It's <laughs> Pickles Pickles Cage. I was rebranded Pickles Cage by a pair of crazy hippies. <laughs> Pickles Cage is my slave name. <laughs> I wanted to be Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hairball. Roger Cougar Mellencamp. No relation. <laughs> no relation. He was hoping the same middle and last name. <laughs> By the way, our next cat's going to be called Cougar Mellencamp. I'm just going to call him Cougar. I wanted, I wanted Cat Stevens, but they decided on Yusef Islam. <laughs> Yusuf Islam. I was gonna go with Kareem Abdul Meow. <laughs> Sold. All right, we need to have a vote of the best cat names. No, it's gonna be end up Catty McCatface or some stupid shit. Steve, I named my last cat Caster Troy. Come on, <laughs> give me more credit. I was a big Kubrick fan. I wanted to be called Catman Jones. Catman Scruthers. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry. (laughs) I fucked it up. Okay, retake. Ah. I wanted to be Catman Cruthers. See, I did it perfectly. Yay. Woo! You fixed that in post. Hey, everyone. Brian Thomas here from the former The Batman vs. James Bond show and the upcoming The Night Cave show. Do you like noir, black and white, gritty murder mysteries? Do you like crime stories or even pulp comics? then you're going to love Nick Palatichuk's debut graphic novel entitled The Greenway. It's 1968, and Butch Schultz, a black market merchant, finds that his friend has been murdered in a mansion in St. Paul. Now he is out looking for who did it while the city's best detectives are on the case. 
Nick's graphic novel is already getting rave reviews, let me tell you. Zero Supervision Comics Podcast says, A dark, intriguing story that makes you want to know more. The Glenn Thinks Stuff Podcast says, It's explosive, captivating, and alluring. And actor Kyle Hester from The Chair, Zombie with a Shotgun, and Preacher Six says, Can't wait for this book. You gotta get on this. Order your copy today at Indie Planet, A New World of Comics. That's www.indieplanet.com. Hard copies and digital copies are available, and now digital copies are only $5. That's where I said it, just $5. So make sure you order yours today. I just want to say, if someone's listening to this and they were like, oh, cat jokes, and they just like skipped ahead like two minutes, there are still cat jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Steve? You thought this was over? Since that happened on the break, just cut that and add that at the end. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's, it's gonna be like between commercials <laughs> is he is he have you is he have you heard this podcast steve leaves everything in oh i know, oh, I know. <laughs> you know how many times you've been pooping on the podcast oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. just a long silence just like <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i cut out is whenever brandon uses the n-word <laughs> well yeah i mean that's why your episodes are not three hours long yeah, well, yeah, and when, no. and when Elisa uses the word midget. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she really loves that word. Like, we reviewed a movie called Midgets vs. Mascots, and it was like, you know who'd really like to do this movie? Elisa. <laughs> what are we having them back? <laughs> happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here listen to me please listen if you don't if you won't if you fail to understand then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host the conspiracy loving elisa and yours truly Jarrett the kaiju man wegelin we discuss giant monsters little monsters genetic abominations robots gone awry aliens coming to earth cryptids and anything in between so join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third thursday of the month and don't forget to stop by our snack bar first and you're listening to everything ever for movies and we're back oh my god steve those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god she said (laughs) i just finished thanks Weird. Wow, you must be depleted of oh. fluids. As am I. What have we got to drink, babe? Oh, that's that's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Stop it. Ow. I just went all over the place. I'll cut your mics, I swear to God, if you <laughs> <laughs> So in honor of Paul and his nervous elk, we have from twenty uh, first Amendment Brewing a terrible idea hazy IPA. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. We found a beer called The Terrible Idea, and we saved it for this movie. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's see. Yeah, uh, so after inventing the triangle wheel, we began to wonder if it was a terrible idea. 5.5% IBUs. All right. I don't know, but I'm going to pop my top. Ooh. My top. Mm. Ah, my pants. (laughs) What a nice top you got. (laughs) And the pour. Are you peeing in his mouth? 
<laughs> no, this is a pour. You weren't listening. Sorry. You gotta listen to the podcast, Brendan. Well, I heard the pour, but then, you know, it could be anything. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is a nice cloudy IPA. It's got a white, frothy head, lots of big bubbles. Ooh, smells, uh, smells kind of dry. How's yeah. it taste? Yeah, it's pretty dry for an IPA. Yeah, it's a little hop forward, nice little piney notes. Uh, it's actually in collaboration with uh, Fieldwork Brewing, it looks like. Oh. Yeah, 21st Amendment and Fieldwork uh, we can damn collaboration. Near, we could damn near walk to, to Fieldwork. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Fieldwork Brewing is a brewery here in the East Bay of the San Francisco, California Bay Area. And they do the craziest fucking beers all the time. All the, Basically, they just let their brewmaster go crazy. He can do whatever he wants. He does, like, milk stouts that, like have more lactose in them than, like, 20 cows. Yeah. He does IPAs where, like, I don't know, he'll mix beets and, like, fennel in with it. He does everything. <laughs> it always comes out pretty good. I've yeah. never had a terrible beer from there. Yeah. The line is literally out the door and around the block until closing time. Parking is terrible. It is in the ghettoest... Um, it's weird saying this, but the ghetto is part of Berkeley, but it's basically in, like, a warehouse district where you park your camper when you live in a camper. Yeah. Yeah. Great sales pitch, babe. Yeah. So yeah, the beer's pretty good. The beer's good. They make great the beer's pretty good and the building is a death trap. <laughs> just just take your beer and go, please. Oh, that's good. Great Simcoe forward. Yeah. The beer's yeah, pretty good. Simcoe. Be careful, hold on to your belongings. <laughs> Basically, uh don't have anything showing in your car and make sure it's locked. Or make sure it's unlocked so they don't break the window. There you go. All right, who wants some fun facts? <gasps> fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Ah! <laughs> All right, Brandon, now your turn. Oh, fun facts, super fun facts because they're really fun. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. fun fact, we now have fun, the fun facts song available as a shirt on our tea public. That's true. We have uh, <laughs> some new t-shirt selections up and uh, you can definitely check all that out. Yeah, if you go on Tee Public and search E I L F M or Everything You Learn from Movies or Untidy Venus, they should pop up. For example, Damn It Pickles. Damn It Pickles is now a shirt! <laughs> and a sticker. Oh, is there a picture of pickles on it? It does not, but I could make one with a picture of pickles on it. Okay. I could do the uh, pickles. P- Cage is pleased and Pickles Cage is displeased <laughs> meme from Steve's uh, Twitter and Instagram account. It's true. All Fun right. facts! <laughs> this movie's original American title was changed from The Villain to Cactus Jack for release in foreign territories such as the UK and Australia. And that was after the picture failed commercially at the box office in the US. <laughs> so they said, I know how to make this succeed, well change the title. Right. <laughs> By the way, uh, sorry, Australia and Cactus Jack. I'm, when are we doing Lightning Jack? I fucking love that oh, movie. Le- oh, Steve, you tell me when we're doing it. All right, I gotta you give need, me a copy of it somewhere. You need to get like you need to get like Paul from the countdown on or something for that one. Yeah, there we go. Let's do oh, it. hey, we know Sam from uh, movie reviews and twenty cues too. Oh, let's there see you if go. we can get the. Well, I guess he's New Zealand, but wait, let's see if we can get the four finger discount, guys. Mitch and Dando. <gasps> Mitch and Dando. Let's do Aussie month. <gasps> Oi, I love it. Uh, um, wait, August? I have to... I, August. <laughs> Australia? Guys, I have a confession to make. Oh, I'm actually Australian. 
so I'm going to be on your episode. Woo, Crikey. Crikey. We're going to save you for, for Canadian temper. Yeah, I don't even want to do that. <laughs> we're going to do all Canadian movies. So, Strange Brew. Yeah, so no, but Strange we only do Brew, bad movies. Uh, Canadian oh. Bacon. Okay. Uh, the Dude South have a movie? There's a, there, yes. There, okay, Canadian Bacon Two definitely qualifies. There's also like a weird, I think there's like Phil the Alien. You could do that one. Uh, you could do uh, The Peanut Butter Solution. You could do uh, <laughs> The Apple. Have you done The Apple? I think you have. We have done The Apple. Yeah, Wait, okay. The did Apple? We, did no. we do The Apple? The, the Canon Films The oh, Apple? we've only talked about it? Taste I, The Apple. I thought you did it. No. Well, you should do the apple. There's another one. And I think the Hebrew Hammer is actually a Canadian film. Technically, Mm. there's a lot of movies shot in Vancouver. Well, (laughs) if you go with that, you can basically do a a month of whatever movies you want. (laughs) (laughs) Any movie made after 2010. Ooh, Men with Brooms. Oh, sorry. I I didn't even mention what the theme of this month is that we're starting off. (gasps) Oh... 0% 0% on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. <laughs> okay, so having seen quite a few 0% movies, this is not a great movie. But this is not a 0% movie. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it had like a 25, though. Yeah, yeah. like Well, especially like back in the 70s and stuff, well, too. Like the humor's kind of up there. But yeah, it's just like a, a Looney Tunes cartoon Made should, live action with the stunt guy. I we should know. note, though, this being an older movie, I think also on Rotten Tomatoes, there's only about, like, ten reviews on there. That, mm-hmm. that may be true. Yeah. Because, I feel yeah. like if this came out now, or not, maybe not if this came out now, but if there were if there were the same amount of reviews that we get for, like, movies now, I feel like the rating would be a little bit higher. Like oh, six. Yeah, yeah well, because there <laughs> would definitely be that guy, there's that, the, the that one, one contrarian guy. guy yeah, who, yeah. Armand whatever, White. <laughs> Yeah, whatever anybody else... Like, if everybody reviews it good, he reviews it bad. Whatever, yeah. If they review it bad, he reviews it good. Yeah. By the way, I'm not going to lie. I like that guy for being the anarchist of uh, movie critics. Well, the, uh. thing is the, audi- the audience score on this movie is also, like, 12% or something like but that. But the Google user likes is, like, 82%. Okay, if you get a bad review on the Google user likes, yeah. that's pretty rare. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty pretty sure, like, uh, Battlefield Earth is, like, in the high 80s. <laughs> yeah, because most people don't go, oh, shit, I gotta Google this movie so I can downvote it. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless you're, like, unless you're, like, a, a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, well. All the Star Wars fans are just, all the Star Wars movies are set in the 30s. <laughs> yeah. Retroactively. They're like, now I hate all of them. <laughs> yeah. I, nothing will compare to the first one. <laughs> Thanks, Suck comic book guy. My dick over and over again, Star Wars. If your fans. Empire Strikes Back, it has been all directly downhill. <laughs> yeah. Worst episode like, ever. That sounds like anybody that I tell to that I watch Saturday Night Live, and it's basically like, as soon as the second sketch began in the first episode, it was downhill from there. <laughs> right, SNL people do not get the respect they deserve for being huge cunt bags when it comes to like being snobs about episodes. So it's whatever episode they saw when they were fourteen is like. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I saw one that was Eddie Murphy in nineteen eighty six before he was cool, and it's all been downhill from there. Uh, is he not actually? Sketch? Um, is he actually? Need more cowbells. Eddie Murphy was not on SNL in nineteen eighty six. Thank you very much. How dare you? 
We I actually seventy percent of our viewers with the thirty percent who were the Paul Lynn fans at the beginning of the episode. No one's listening now. <laughs> yeah, Babe, you're always the best at chasing off our listeners with threats. I love SNL always. Sorry, I just wanted to get that out there. I only threaten those I love. That's actually, you know what? You have a lot in common with uh, Jason, who I host another podcast with. Uh, he likes to threaten people too. Yeah, it's true. Uh, on first greening country, it's and, always like and, and talk about how much he hates like them. Yeah, talk about how much he hates Irish people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when it's also like your your other podcast is based on the top one hundred British films of all British time of yeah. the twentieth century. And he's like, yeah, British people do stupid stuff. Like, uh... <laughs> it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 calm down. Calm down, guy. <laughs> and future Brendan. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what I have to cut out. Okay, I'm just going to say that. That's just what he left in. This was the last film project for Paul Lind. Uh, oh, what so a way we're to go shitting out. on his last... His last film? Major motion picture? We sure are. Well, what are you going to do? Fun fact! Super fun fact! <laughs> Well, everybody had their their shtick in the seventies. Paul Lind had that. Uh, Mel Tillis had the uh, the stuttering thing. Oh, and then there was a uh, you can call me Ray. You, <laughs> you can, can call, call me Jay. Uh, you can call funny me for Ray about five Jay. minutes. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger had stream of consciousness. I go get to chasing, go chasing, go You're gonna add that to the end of the episode, right? What that clip of him telling his story. <laughs> No, I could probably good, yeah. How did you meet my daddy? I don't believe that I ever heard him mention your name. Well, I met him in Denver. He saved my life. He fed me back to hell after a bunch of ruffians beat me up. I saw a whole bunch of crazy horses running down the main street of the town. Yeah? And so I finally realized that uh, these were runaways. And, uh, you know, so I jumped on my horse and I chased them down the street and I ran after them and it was like crazy. The hoofs were beating on the ground and they were going faster and faster. I was getting faster and faster catching up with them. And, and the problem really was that there were children and women and old men in danger on the street, you know. And I kept going fast and it was really a dangerous situation, you know, and I tried to save them. So you risked your life to try to stop them? Yeah. I mean, I, I do this every day. I try to do the right thing. Oh, how you know? and, wonderful. Uh, so I kept running and running after them, and finally I did catch up with them. Whoa! Whoa! What do you think you're doing? Don't worry, I've got him under control. Get him off my horse! Uh, I don't know. I was going to put in the uh, Randy Newman-esque uh, soundtrack at a couple spots, too. <laughs> boy and his dog, they go walking. <laughs> that's, that's a different movie. But, that's uh, a boy and his dog. <laughs> boy and his dog, they sometimes <laughs> no, you know, for hours. You know the song from Cactus Jack? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> I ain't afraid no horse. <laughs> So what did we learn from the villain, or Cactus Jack, or whatever you want to call this movie? I know something we all learned from this movie. What's that, babe? None of us are Paul Lynn fans. <laughs> Fair. How about you, Brendan? You learn anything? Um. Well, I learned from you guys that Kirk Douglas did all his own stunts, which, not even being sarcastic, that's insane. Yeah. Um, he did most I also... of his own stunts. <laughs> I also learned that, um, you know... In 1979, representation wasn't so good. 
<laughs> what? You know what? At least they were getting on screen. <laughs> I think they would have rather just not been in the movie. <laughs> I know. Was there one true Native American in this entire film? The background people, the, I think. Yeah, I think the the ones that like the Braves. This was the, all shot in L.A. Or are they just Mexican? The ones that didn't uh-huh. have any fucking I, lines. Yeah, say I assume they were actual Native Americans because they were all oh, no, older I, than Kirk Douglas. I take it back. They were. It was. This was all shot in Utah. Steve? Oh, no, this was... The, the helicopter shots were in Utah. <laughs> I think this was shot in uh, Vancouver, guys. Yeah, yeah oh, that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I learned uh, the idea of a live-action Wile E. Coyote movie may not be as good an idea as I think it is. This would have made a good, like, 20-minute short. Yeah. Like a chase between those three actors. Okay, I am going to say this. I don't think this is a terrible premise. I don't think it was executed great. There are definitely some scenes that do hit and are fun. Like, a lot of the Kirk Douglas stuff is super fun. The the idea of just the main, like, the quote-unquote hero of the movie just being a ha- handsome stranger, I think is fun and stupid. I think if you had the right cast with the right chemistry, yeah. it could work. I think the actual hero of this movie, though, is Whiskey the Horse. 100%. That's what I learned. 100%. He's yeah. the only one that saves anybody. Right? I'm honestly surprised the horse didn't talk. <laughs> Maybe that was the original rough draft. <laughs> They're like, no, no, let's 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 leave that part out. It's just gonna get That's weird. too crazy for this movie. We don't have the budget for that kind of voiceover. Or just the peanut it. butter. Yeah, the only person we have is Paul Lynn that can fill in that voice. Like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right, so we make Paul Lynn the horse instead of the Native American. <laughs> Wait, so in- so instead we just have a horse playing a Native American? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name's Crazy Horse. He's a great warrior. And it's a literal horse. <laughs> yeah, and he's crazy. Oh, he's nuts. Okay. All right, so on that note then, who do we recast in the reboot that we're going to... Oh, We're gonna make it this movie. We make it an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so for Cactus Jack, Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> All right. We need we need a former action star who's in their sixties. Luckily, we got plenty of them. Oh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger can reprise that role. <laughs> yes. I'm into that idea. Or Bruce Willis. He's not giving a fuck. Danny Trejo. Um, Kurt Russell? Jackie Chan. Ooh, Danny Trejo would be a good one. George Takai. He's the villain. Wait, George. Can George Takai play Nervous Elk? (laughs) Oh, yes, George Takai is Nervous Elk because we are Indians. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, who's uh, Green? What's his first name? The Native American. Oh, Graham Green? Graham Green as Nervous Elk. That's right, he's uh, still jo- around. Well, yeah, at least, at least for Atlantic there. Rim or whatever. Wait, wait, I know someone who has experience playing Native Americans in a respectful manner. Let's get Johnny Depp. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Well, I don't know if you saw the interview for that. He's part Native American. At least that's what he feels deep inside. It may have been a past life. <laughs> I'm so 1,256. Really like he did them judge justice. All right, so who yeah. plays Handsome Stranger? Who what? plays... Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> I like Chris Hemsworth, and let's go ahead and let him just be Australian. Yeah, full Aussie accent and everything. <laughs> uh, what about, like, doesn't that dude from, like, Baby Drought? No, he's too small. John Hamm? Yeah, no, no we need, like, a bodybuilder, like Marky Mark? Yeah. Mm. He's not... He, 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 yeah. 
Only if he get <laughs> only if his only line is what? The Rock. No. What? No. The Rock. Oh, there we go. Yeah, The Rock. The Rock is handsome. The Rock stranger. could be yeah, The Rock wearing a wig. I'd be down yeah. with that. He has the same wig as Arnold War. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who plays Anne Margaret? Who plays Wait. the voluptuous, beautiful no man can resist her. Woman in her late thirties, but still looking damn good. You know what? She doesn't have to be in the late thirties. She can be any age. Helen Mirren. <laughs> Helen so, Mirren as Cactus Jack. <laughs> Helen Mirren as uh, Charmin, and oh. then uh, Parody Jones as Kirk Douglas. <laughs> we could we could just gender swap the whole movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There you go. Margot Robbie is handsome stranger. <laughs> oh, Margot! No, she's not old enough to play the role. I don't so, know. So, so Chris Hemsworth as Char as charming. <laughs> Char <laughs> Chris, Chris, I am charming. <laughs> I, I, my mind is drawing a total blank on like near forty-ish actresses for some reason. Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I can see that. She was yeah. already in one of the best westerns of all time, right? Mad Max Fury Road, I agree. Oh. Uh, the other best Western of all time. Uh, Eight Million Ways to Die in the West? <laughs> yeah! Coming next week! is awful. Fucking awful. You yeah, must but... wear a mustache! <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> maybe feature in a future month where we do the worst mm -hmm. Westerns of all time. Hey! But that means we have to finish watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that won't be part of it. <laughs> This Wait. is the thing. Steve and I are the people who watch and review the villain. We've watched it multiple times. We've watched some movies that are atrocities. We could not finish 8 Million Ways to Die in the West. Uh, do you guys want a hot take? <gasps> do you like it? I Because you have terrible taste. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Steve's job. <laughs> Says the guy drinking a Budweiser, am I right? Uh... No, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was amazing, but I, I was fine with it. It's no, uh, no wagons east. <laughs> well, that's on your month right there. Or almost heroes. Yeah, I love those fucking movies. Fuck you guys. <laughs> so what are we doing, right. Cat Blue? Never. He's so, gonna hit the broadside of Mars. Isn't it a hundred percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever? It's a one hundred. Cat Blue is one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Again, four for four. No. Um, wait, so what's the... Okay, we didn't... Did we probably cast the uh, the Anne Margaret role with, like, a female yet? We haven't. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw in there Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I love Emma Stone. You could say they're doing, like, a JFK biopic, and Emma Stone's playing JFK, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm I in. love Emma Stone. What I like is that, like, not only is she hot, but she has a sense of humor about herself. I think she can do some of the comedy scenes. And she's a great actor. She is a great actress. I gotta yeah. say, if you want to see a dirty, depraved, fucked up movie, watch The Favorite. Really? All it's right. fucked. But it was nominated for awards, so it can't be that good. Shut up. <laughs> We don't do award-winning movies. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> I, I, hold on, I'm not saying for this podcast. I'm just saying, just watch it. <laughs> oh, oh, just in general. Okay. Yes. Wait, yeah, is yeah. that the one that's like the favorite? Yeah, the favorite. You know, yeah. spelled properly. I'm pretty sure there's an extra U or something in there. We're going to war. <laughs> All right, Brendan, thank you for joining us on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast or two. Yes, uh, I have a podcast. It's called Everything I Learned from Movies. You can find it at EIL... Wait, wait. what? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. What's happening? 
Uh, I have, I, I do have two podcasts. One is called What Were They Thinking? And it's about terrible movies, or at least terribly questionable movies. And I hosted with Nathan, who could not be here today. It was, uh, was shout out to Nate Dog, uh, the rapper. Smoke weed and every day. <laughs> so you can find it, What Were They Thinking? on Podbean at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we have a Patreon page that you can check out. We are also on Facebook, just search for the podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. And my other podcast couldn't be any more different. It's called For Screen and Country, and it's about the British Film Institute Top 100 British Films of All British Time list. And basically, to each episode, just roll the dice, get a random movie on the list, break it down, talk about it. Uh, Jason antagonizes our audience. You can find that one on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean for screenandcountry.podbean.com. And you can find us on Twitter at uh, BFI underscore pod. And on Facebook, just search for us over there. And don't worry, you've probably heard of about a dozen of those movies, but they're really good ones. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, babe, if I were looking for some amazing art, or perhaps a t shirt for our podcast with an amazing slogan on it. What? Where would we find such a thing? Untidy Venus! Yes, so uh, as Brendan just exclaimed, I am Untidy (laughs) Venus, a goddess who is terrible at housekeeping. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on TeePublic, on Redbubble, I'm actually Izzy Creates, all one word. I Z Z Y Creates. Uh, yeah, I do. I have movie monsters who love kittens. I painted every single goddamn dog breed. That may only be up for a limited uh, amount of time. So if you want every single dog, that you better get that quick because I'm thinking about pulling that. But yeah, I've done work for our lovely podcast, which is available as t-shirts and mugs and stickers and all sorts of things. Right. And do not confuse it with Untidy Penis, which is Steve's account. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, you're going to get, like, some really fascinating art, but it really just, like, it depends on what vein you're looking for. Oh! Uh, <laughs> oh, good one! Oh, no, he's back! <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> all right, well, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Brendan. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. (laughs) What were they thinking? Mr. Unclean, big as life One of a kind with a wit and a mind As sharp as the back of a knife He's Cactus Jack Slade A mistake nature made A trick fate has played on herself He may insult your ladies Tighten your babies And end up shooting himself You'd better watch out for the villain He may be hidden for your town You'd better watch out for the villain Get off the streets before the sun goes down 